Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick a guardian. Jared Brandon as Jared Brandon. Hey, everybody, it's Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our little podcast. That's right. Right here in Columbus, Ohio, the great or... The medium Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> in Tennessee. 15th largest like city in the United Doggone States. It. I think it's great here. 15th largest. I've been in, in a couple of cities, and this is one this of the is, one this, of is what, this is a city. <laughs> yes. I do love it here. It's I call it home, and, and so there. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have the great honor of having a... Grand Poobah <gasps> on the line with us. Uh, Grand Poobah, who might you be? Ryan Robison. Yes, without an N. All without right. N. We are so excited to have Brian Robison. You've heard us say his name a whole bunch of times. Many, many. And uh, he's joining us today. To We're going to learn all about his uh, contributions to the music uh, world that we live in and what makes him tick, what he's interested in, and all the things that would compel somebody to say, you know what, doggone it, I want to be a grand poobah. Those are special people, so we're finding out about them. Yes. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of other great things to talk about. We hope you are ready to listen to them and to think about them in your own mind as if you were here. We have an empty chair for you. Sidle up. Get something to drink. Sidle? Put on your headphones. Sidle? Yeah. Sidle. What you is know that? What sidling? Like, when you I know, sidle, you that, sidle up to it. It's side you saddling? Shimmy. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's you slide in on the side. You sidle. Or you could saddle up. You saddle up, but I. But you're not. You're sidling into here. Anyways. Can, can you waddle up? You could waddle up. I'm just going to leave that right here. And we're... <laughs> we, <laughs> we are so excited to have Tony back because he was gone the last episode and we missed him dearly. You would have I've had my loved gum, gum to, surgery. Have, to have been here for that show. I think you would have loved it. Yes. Uh, I know. I did listen to it already, actually. Yeah, and there's updates even still going oh, on. Oh, it's it's crazy. But I do. I, well, go ahead. Yeah. I, part of my. I have an announcement. Okay. Uh, we and Rob is not here because he's still behind on amps because Shuffy. everybody and their mother needs their amps fixed now. And so they need tubes. Gigs are ramping up as the weather gets better. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. Hey, business is good, so we're not. We can't uh, slide him for that. No. That's all right. Uh. Anyways, we got to thank somebody. What? Huh? Yes, let's do that. We got a couple of announcements we need to thank. That's right. Road Mics, thank you so much for supplying our audio equipment. We are eternally grateful. And uh, you're a great bunch of chappies down there. And hopefully that's not like kind of a oh yeah slang I'm sure you just or something. I, just I don't know if I insulted them. any. It sounds like a good thing. The dingo ate you, baby. No. Uh, anyway, so hey Nick, how you doing down there? And um, also we got to use the to go or the the go I, bag. I heard right. that. I brought the go bag and go pack. Let's call go it the pack. go pack. Yeah, the go bag is different. It's the go pack. Um, we weren't hiding out in a bunker uh, eating rations or anything like that. Uh, with emergency mylar blankets or anything. So no, we were we were at Rob's table um, near his box of Cheerios, and uh, at the kitchen table. Yeah, at the kitchen table. Really? Yep. So what kind of cereal does he have in his cabinet? Just Cheerios. Just Cheerios. But I Just still don't Cheerios. think there's any Cheerios in there. I think I think is that all he eats? I think all the like, time. 
dynamite and knives are in there or something. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, anyhow, um, so hopefully you liked the last episode, and hopefully you listened to it long enough to catch the uh, the uh, the extension with the extension. Uh, because that was a meaningful one, and as we said again, there have been lots of things ever coming up since. Yes. Also, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, my friend Joel Sedlock, who is the manager, the, the, the big general manager over at the Summit Music Hall here mm. in, in Columbus, Ohio. But he also does the lights and sound. We had a show last weekend, and he took really good care of us. He cares about the, the you know the bands that are playing and wants to make them look good and that place. I, I'm just I say that because everybody was like I don't give a crap who's who's this guy. My point is he and I just want to shout out to all of the other sound guys that slog it out on the weekends, mm-hmm. doing everything they can to make every band go up there sound good, oh, yeah. regardless of how good yeah. or bad they are. Um, they're there and they're, they're trying to do their job and they, that's their, you know, they like doing it. That's their part of the, the music industry. And I'm appreciative for that because I think we've got some really great ones out there. And, uh, so thank all of you who might be sound guys or know, if you know a sound guy, give a sound guy a hug, everybody. And, and Hey, for real tip your sound guys. I never thought of doing that, but that is actually a really good tip idea. Your sound guy. Yep. For sure. Anyways, Good that's idea. my little PSA there. Nice, Todd. That's an acronym for public service announcement. Oh, that's what that stands for. Yes. Um, also, I wanted to share something from Brian. He's still there? Yeah. yeah still. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where we ramble on. It was like, why don't you let the guests talk? You're going to talk for a whole long time, I promise. But yeah. we got to get a few no, things No, it's out good. I, w- I was going to talk about sound guys, but... Oh, good. Perfect. We could go on forever. Uh, let's see here. I... Wanted to share this. We got, uh, we always get such great letters in. And uh, so this is from new uh, executive producer, Brett Hogarth. Ah, yes. I stopped playing guitar around 25 years old and resumed at 45. I'm 49 now. I suddenly rediscovered playing and that being older, I had more patience for the process instead of being hung up on being, quote, better, unquote. Hmm. I think that's for a lot of a lot of folks. Yeah, I uh, said my main gear is a Maybach S style and a Duesenberg mm. Grand Majesto, mm. also heavily modded Gretsch Electromatic Jet. Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm aware two of my guitars are also German cars. Says you, uh, not <laughs> deliberate, but they are both really nice to play. I'm running into a stereo pedal board through a Victory V40 Deluxe combo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That sound must sound mighty nice. And a George Dennis Mighty Mouse combo. The GDMM is a little-known gem I serviced and tidied up. Never heard of that. Never heard of it either. I believe he's in Australia. Okay. Not... George Dennis. Well, maybe George Dennis is in Austria. I don't know anything about that. Let's so is Road. Someone else should look that up. Look that up while I'm talking, everybody. Okay. At home, I run the board through a Walrus Audio ACS1 to monitors or headphones for my neighbor's benefit. Mm-hmm. My acoustic is a Breedlove Masterclass Dreadnought, mm-hmm. a Bear Claw, Spruce, and a Koa Thing of Beauty. Mm, that sounds nice. <laughs> that sounds like a box of donuts. Um... <laughs> Favorite part of the show, uh, all of it. 
Four on the floor is a great way to get the guests involved. That's coming up for you, Brian. I promise we're going to get you really involved. It's going to be great. <laughs> Who's the guest? Brian Robinson. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, it's great <laughs> to hear that their stories and uh, opportunity for them to banter with you. Uh, the 101s have been really cool and taught me a lot of stuff I didn't know that I didn't know. And we've got a couple of really great ones coming up I'm very excited about. Like what? I've talked about that on the last show. Don't you should listen to it. I did. Uh, I support you because I want to keep doing what... I want you to keep... Well, good. good. I thought you wanted to take over my job. You, I want you to keep doing what you do. And I want you to be rewarded for your time, energy, and passion while I get to listen, laugh, and learn. Cheers, Brett. Man... That is so cool. Thank you That's so much cool. for sending that. That makes us extremely happy. And, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. We Thanks for supporting. It. We love doing it. We love doing it. Yes. All right. Let's find out what we hear. No, I have an announcement. <laughs> what? It's actually an addendum to last an week. An addendum? Yes, to last okay, week's episode. Yeah, okay. Um, since I wasn't able to participate, you're going I to did append. Listen to it. I'm going to last. append to the appendage. Okay. Um, so I, I noticed Jared in particular was concerned about nickel. Yes. Is that true, Jared? Well, yeah, I know it's going to cause a price hike. Well, it already has. So. Well, maybe you do or you don't know, but um, in order to chrome plate, and I believe in order to gold plate, the metal has to be nickel plated. Nickel first, first. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man, that means grills are going up in price. Already even to be soldered upon. Yeah. I mean, so there, there's a, that really affects a lot of things. And someone, I don't know if I just, maybe I heard it in my sleep or whatever, but based on the uh, amount of nickel that's in a American nickel, yeah, that a nickel might be worth scrap value 12 cents. Whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that's so. That's kind of interesting. So I'm I'm going through all my change drawer. Well, actually, aren't modern nickels hardly any nickel at all? I think they have nickel in them a little bit. I mean, not like the old ones. The old ones are like nickel, nickel. real nickel. Yeah. And then they're like the silver coins, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. In before 1964. Mm. But yep. yeah, I'm gonna. But yeah, maybe I just dreamt that. I don't know. But it's probably. I, I thought I read something about that recently too. So, mm. so anyhow, I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit in there. Had I been here, I would have mentioned that. Yes. Well, you hadn't. I hadn't. All right. Let's find out what's going on in our music world this week. Tony is going to sashay his way through his, his latest uh, things that are going on. And then we're going to check in with our guest. Who is it, Tony? Uh, Brian Robison, I That's believe. correct. All day. Do it. All day. So uh, this week, uh, in addition to bunches of other things, I've I've been kind of, oh, just, you know, going on to the internets and, and checking out all of the banter and talk about the new Gibson model, the Theodore. And I find it kind of funny. Why is it called a Theodore? Uh, because it was uh, supposedly designed by Ted McCarty, who okay. was in the 1950s and into the 60s, the president, maybe CEO, manager, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, head of Gibson uh, during that time frame. And, um, you know, during his reign, you know, the Flying V came out, Explorer came out, 
Les Paul came out. So, you know, he's, he's often credited for being the kind of mastermind behind all of those now iconic models at the mm-hmm. time. Not so iconic. You know, there's stories of... Well, you were there. I was not there. <laughs> I wasn't quite born yet. But there, were, there was talk of, you know, uh, dealers buying flying Vs and explorers and, you know, hanging, putting them in their windows to attract attention. There was one story of a, a V that was actually hung outside as part of a sign to point people into the store. Wow. Uh, yeah, just imagine that. And so they, at the time, they weren't wildly popular. Uh, but apparently, this newest model that, that Gibson just released is kind of a tulip-shaped body. It's a symmetrical body. Um, and it's funny because, f- you know, people are so fickle because they, they bitch and moan that Gibson never comes out with a new model. And then when Gibson comes out with a new model... They bitch and moan because they don't like it because it's not traditional or whatever. So yeah, there's just no pleasing some people. Now I'll go on the are record. They, are they are people upset because it, it that it is like a? Th- I mean, it looks like a throwback design. So well, it's a total throwback design, um, and it you know it resembles some some other models that that have been produced over the years. Sure, uh, but you know it's it I, I just find it somewhat humorous that you know you just really can't please right. some people yeah uh i'll go on the record as saying i think it's kind of a cool design my only issue is with the head well, you like the that 60s well style guitars right yeah i mean it's to me it's almost slightly reminiscent of like what rickenbacker did they had a, a series of tulip guitars uh that came out in the late 50s as well Take so i think and- it was yeah, well, then going into that, yeah, yeah, into the later 60s, into the 70s, a lot of harmonies and there's other models. That yeah, that, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah. And uh, and I think I had even, you know, somebody had sent me a, a copy of that. I said, well, I'd, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, of the um, uh, the Tokai Telbo. Mm. Uh, now, the Telbo is a little more carved and everything, but it, it's it's similar in design. Well... My only issue with it is the um, uh, the headstock just doesn't work for me. Mm. They put an Explorer hockey stick headstock on it. And since it's a symmetrical body, I'm thinking that something like a, a, a flying V headstock, which goes to a point, would be oh. better. Or something even that, that, that comes, you know, goes along with the body. Now, the sketch that I saw a picture of... Uh, does have a you know? It looks six, a little different. It, it's oh, like, hey, Jared, is, are you there, Jared? <laughs> yeah, it does. It, Back it looks up little, off the it, mic. <laughs> oh shit, I'm tired. No, uh, no. So the 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 carve that on the original drawing, I saw the original drawing mm-hmm. um, at Gibson. Obviously, it 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 did look different than the actual hockey stick. Yeah, I mean, it actually looks like the headstock that's on the Talbo. Uh, if the Tokai, Tokai Telbo. And, um, but no, I think, I think it's cool. And I, 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 I applaud Gibson for coming out with something new. I'm, I'm a little unhappy that dealers bought all these things and, you know, well, pretty well, much nobody else. supposed to get it? Well, I, but I mean, I think they just bought them and they're they out didn't of make, stock. So they, they didn't make, make a lot of them. Yeah, they didn't make a lot that many, and they sold them all to the dealers. Yeah, so maybe you know who knows uh, if 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 patterns follow, 
Maybe they'll release a uh, more affordable like an Epiphone, Epiphone version. Yeah, there you go. Which I picked one cool. up. I, I was at their uh, launch party. Wait, when you picked one up, do you mean you bought one? No. He oh. lifted oh, one. Oh, you lifted you, you that, That's a fair how, question. How's though. the playability? Um, it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's like it's one of the lightest Gibsons ever made. Hmm. Interesting. So it's super light. You could have it on your shoulder all night long. Hmm. Um, it's a very simple design, yes, and and a lot of people make fun of it, and and uh, they're having a lot of fun with it. It's just low hanging fruit, but yeah, I understand why. Um, I understand why Matt had this developed, and and uh, I respect him for uh, having the you know gumption to do it and no, the way I, he did I, it. I agree, and I think it's cool that they're they're trying some of these things. Um. So, you know, I think at, at, at some point, um, you know, I'm sure there's other models that were, were discussed and maybe tossed around a little bit. Maybe they, Who they knows come what's, what's yet to come. Yes. You know, maybe they found a new box of archive stuff and maybe there's some amazing designs that uh, the, the await us. Yes. Very cool. Uh, Brian, how about yourself? <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see. Well... So I've been, I just got a disaster area smart clock. Huh. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that to my board. It's uh, a, yeah. a tap tempo pedal that you can use to like, MIDI control and things. So mm -hmm. I've, got, I've got two delay pedals on my current board for some reason. And I was, I thought it'd be cool to be able to synchronize both of them. So you, oh. got, you have two because one is never enough. It's true. I mean, well, they're different. I, I, I like different flavors of things, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Won't so they cancel I have each a, other out? <laughs> yeah. So I have a, I have a Strymon Volante. I really love tape delay. And then mm -hmm. I have a Maris Polymoon, Ooh. which is a great digital delay and it does modulation and stuff. Yeah. So it's, are, are you going to check out the, uh, the new boss echo oh i saw that i haven't seen it yet but i i should yeah they're re-releasing yeah, the space echo yeah they oh cool it's gotten pretty great reviews so far um i'd be curious to check one out yeah I, i've i've passed up a couple times buying the uh you know the the, the larger format the double mm, pedal right. one because right. it's got a different power requirement that um like so, throwing it on a normal pedal board, mm, mm -hmm. you know, it might be a little yeah. weird. But um, anyways, yeah, that's cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. So, do you like how the uh, how uh, the the new piece works? I mean, does it does it work well with both pedals? Or yeah, it works great. It was it was pretty easy to set up. I actually have a a friend here in town that does a lot of custom cabling and pedal boards and and things like that, and he helped me out with it. Rad, rad. Yeah. So custom uh, cabling. Yeah. Yeah. So um cool. But yeah, he uh yeah, so I kind of helped well, I picked everything out and then he he kind of helped me figure out the routing and, and things like that. So right. That's half the battle. So, yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, Jared, what's going on in your war music world? Uh so same last... thing goes for you. Last week, we went to the Slash show. It was fun. Went to see Slash. 
uh, Miles Kennedy, and and uh, it was it was a great show. I never saw Miles Kennedy live. He, um, him and Slash have been in the music game for a long, long time. They're they're a little older age than the guitar and the the rhythm guitar and the bass player. So the rhythm guitarist and the bass player were just running around, jumping all over the place, like rocking and rolling all night long. And Slash was just kind of walking around a little bit, you know, here and there. He had his rock stances and being Slash. And then uh, Miles Kennedy was the same way. He was just kind of just real smooth and just kind of walking around slow. And the way he sings, if you took all the music away, and put some sort of sermon, church sermon in, or some sort of whatever. <laughs> it would sound, it would totally fit because he, when he sings, it looks like he's also preaching. It's, hmm. it's pretty cool. Wow. He, he just, it, it, he just, it's just flawless. Uh, I was impressed with the way he performed and the way he sang. I really liked it. It, it was just effortless the way he sang, and and uh, he's not for everybody, but. I thought they put on a great show. I was entertained. Um, Where'd they play? They played at the at the old Opry. Oh, that's Opry cool. Mills, man. Huh. Yeah, near the Opry Mills Mall there. And, that's crazy. Uh, I I got some tickets through work. Nice. I I won a I won a uh, I thought I was special because I I won a uh, a couple of tickets through a raffle or something. And then I saw like everybody else there from the <laughs> from the office, and I'm like, "Oh, I see how it is." No, <laughs> no, I was grateful I got tickets. I had a good time. Oh, I, that's um, cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember years ago uh, during one of the summer NAM shows, uh, Gibson um, had a open house at their uh, uh, at at the custom shop, and they had a stage set up, and they had, it was it was so cool because uh, Slash played. And yeah. Johnny Winter played. I mean, it oh. was it was just like all of these. I mean, it, it was a fantastic show, and it was free. Nice. Yeah, it was it was well, really well done, and you know, got to tour the the custom shop and everything too. But uh, yeah, that's I mean, yeah, Slash does put on quite the show. He does. He was some, he was some Slash self. He played great. I had all the cool guitars. Nice. Um, another thing I wanted to add to my thing of the week was when they they released the Theodore model, they also released, um, I think it was a 20-some 20, 20 minute long old Gibson promo video. Oh. And uh, oh, I yeah, actually... Oh, yeah, yeah, Those are yeah, cool. That, that thing was awesome. I actually saw that last summer for the first time in my boss's office. And he's like, you can't say anything. You can't tell a soul. <laughs> and I, I, did, I just wanted to show it to everybody, and I had to keep my mouth shut until I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, finally, they released it. I could talk about it. <laughs> That's cool. But, uh, but, yeah, that was... So people can see this if they go to Gibson Facebook, and it's probably on YouTube, I imagine. Yeah, yeah just find Gibson somewhere and scroll, and you'll see it. Cool. It's it's pretty killer. It's It looks like those... Um, um, uh, Path, uh, uh, pathy, um, from the UK, the, the, the videos that they show like yeah. making stuff. Pathé. It's called path, Pathé. So P-A-T-H the, with the E with the, that's uh, Pathé movies. Man, whatever. Gibson still has some of that equipment, like the yeah, duplicators. Like, 
like they we we have them in a warehouse and and i go in there once in a while and my boss is like see these duplicators i'm like yeah we just put them in here not too long ago and uh we've been using them up till a few years ago i'm like holy crap he's like yeah did you see that video that you're not supposed to talk about i'm like yeah it's like they're in there so i thought that was pretty cool yeah and the winder in that video we still use that we still have that cool that's very cool and you get to get uh, all up in that Hey, Todd, how about you? Well, yeah. I had a very interesting uh, week because uh, so I had the show, uh, which I was very excited about. Um, and as I've been also talking about, I got the Marshall and the um, 212 cabinet. Yes. Yeah. Which sounded amazing on stage. But um, as I have been trying to figure out, oh, I got to get the new sound because it's all new sound and everything. So I'm like, okay, I got, I've got the the Gullet Vinny guitar with the TV Jones Powertron in it, and I also have the Hexstrom Viking with the humbucker in it. And when I was running these through the Supro, they weren't as radically disparate in sound. Going through Marshall, they are miles apart. And so then I was having to compensate by like a completely different drive set for each of the guitars. I said, this is not right because it's, it's, I'm just running too much stuff to try to compensate. So I called Chase up and I said, I think, don't, don't kill me, but I think we got to, I got to switch pickups. And he's like, come on down. So we had a night switching, trying out a couple different pickups, which was really cool. Um, and then we put in this one. That uh, is a Brandon Wound. It's a new one. It's coming out. And uh, I hit one chord and I get my looked at <laughs> Chase really quick and I was like, roll? <laughs> now, now, did you have your amp with you when you tried? I it? brought the whole you, rig okay, down there. Okay, good idea. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I was hearing. It. And he looked at me, he goes, I guess that's the one. I'm like, yeah, that's box it up, my good man. Hats it <laughs> off. Hats off to Zach, man, because he does. He, Zach's the one that designed that pickup. It is. Fantastic it job. sounds awesome. And yeah. uh, I, I, I know I, I don't know that I can say anything about it yet because it's a prototype. Uh, but I'm very, very excited about it. And nice. it, it, it really helped. It, it gave Vinny its its own voice um, and matched well with the Hagstrom. So it wasn't like two different sounds coming out of me as a player. I, I wasn't looking for that. I was looking for a little bit of difference, different kind of edge and versus a little bit more roundness, but I didn't want it to sound like too utterly different rigs yeah that makes sense so i still think the tv jones is a good sounding pickup it is i think that in front of the marshall was oh not what i was looking for right that's all no i agree uh anyhow so that was really cool and really fun but now we got a little bit of this hey todd yes sir you know i was off last week at recovering from surgery. You, you were also off because you're <laughs> well, on painkillers. I'm usually off. Yes. yes. Thanks to the doctor for a nice supply yeah. of Vicodin. Boy. Thank you. You needed them, though. Uh, ooh, you ain't kidding. Yeah. Um, but I had some time to, to do some research. Yeah. And there are these things called 
patch cables. This that is correct. You must have been very off if you forgot about those. You mu- but how exciting to discover something twice. Yes. Hopefully that's not a you know a premonition. It's into like Groundhog your Day every yes. day. And I found tour gear design. You so did. You Amazing. Did, yeah. You found it again, even though I it's found it in again. your bookmarks. It's, I, that's it, incredible. It, it is incredible. And these things are flat. Yeah. They're inexpensive. They are. They have tiny little ends. They the, do. The smallest, like like fairies made them. Yes. And, that's right. And, 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 and... They were normal humans with incredibly small fingers. Really tiny. Very, yes. Very yeah. tiny. Maybe like, it's like fingers on their fingers. Yes. Four-year-olds had to put them together. No, that's not true at all. That, that's, that is not a thing. That did not, there's no way that happened. And well, I then, thought four-year-olds was a safe joke. Yes. So, so I, I went a step further, and I went to the Guitar Knobs website. Yes. And I found that there is a uh, discount code. There is. What is that? The Guitar Knobs. All That's one it. word? All one word. Just put the guitar on. And, and then what happens? You're going to save 10% on your entire order. 10% on top of an already great price. savings. That is correct. That's fantastic. Go over to tourgeardesigns.com and start your pursuit of a better organized pedal board. That, yes. that should be the thing. That's 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 they should put that up there. No spaghetti. Yeah, no spaghetti. <laughs> no spaghetti. No spaghetti. All right. Uh, thank you, Tour Gear Designs, for that for making a great product and also for sponsoring the four on the floor. Jared, let me get a little bit of this. Is that too loud? Too clippy? <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Brian Robinson, why don't you give us your four on the floor? Okay, so I'm going to do this in, in pedal chain order. I, I have to have a fuzz first thing. Just, mm-hmm. I'm a big fuzz fan. Do you put that in front of your uh, tuner or after your tuner? or In, in front of the tuner. Okay. So my, my current board, I have a, a buffer on the front, but I have the fuzz in front of the buffer yeah that makes sense yeah so um so what so what uh what type of uh, weaponry do you have for your fuzz so the currently it's a fox tone machine so it's a this one the one i have is a clone Mm -hmm. it's not it's not an og i had a friend back in college who this was in the mid 90s had just this terrific pedal collection he was one of the ones that one of the people that kind of got me into pedals and he had a fox tone machine and i really liked it and i was always borrowing it and using it nice so so i had a friend of mine build one for me a few years ago and it's it's it hasn't left my board since i put it on there it's now is it totally stock like a fox tone machine or or there's no No, this one's modded, so you can change the diodes on it. So you can change the the clipping, and you can take out the tone stack if you want to. So. Oh, that's cool! Like that's, little yeah. toggles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's got a couple of toggles, and it's got an octave foot switch on it. Wow, yeah. I've never played one of those. I've kind of always wanted to, but hmm. I have not yet. Maybe I shall someday. Maybe there I shall. Go. So, what's the what is the uh, first of all? Let, what kind of amp are you running through so just so we can kind of understand what this might sound like yeah so uh i've got a princeton reverb okay 
And I, I also have a Vox AC15 that I've had for a long time. Okay. So a little, little on the bright side of yeah. things. Cool. So yeah. tonally, what does that uh, Fox give you? It's, it's just one of those real classic kind of fuzzes. You, I, I, I find them pretty dynamic too. I mean, you can, can get them really thick and kind of woolly, uh-huh. but they, they don't collapse kind of like a, a big muff does. Yeah. You know, where you kind of get that volume drop, you, you still get retain a lot of the volume with the, the tone machine. And then if you, if you turn the, the tone knob up, just gets real raw, wide open. Mm. I might like this. It sounds yeah. like something I would like because I'm not a fan of, I, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of, I like hearing it in other people's music, but for me and my playing, um, just a regular kind of muff doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. It's, it yeah. just sounds a little too woolly and mushy. Um, so if yeah, I do took, have it, things that are much muff related, that usually has got some sort of modification or ability to, to, uh, make it do more things. Nice. Right. right. How about yeah, number it, two? Number two, number two is my, one of my recent favorite pedals is the, the electronic audio experiments halberd. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, I guess into last year I got the version two, which replaced a version one that I had. Okay. You, so you got version two. The version two. Yeah. I think I have version one, which is a red, it's a brick red. Yeah. And you, so was yours brown? Yeah. The, the, the current one's brown. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's it's a smaller enclosure too. And yes, it, it has an extra switch on it, and the I think the I think he changed from a germanium to a silicon too in the in like the clipping section. Yeah, I like that idea because if you to your point of having a uh, like a germanium fuzz or something uh, in front of the buffer at a certain point, it's like how many pedals do you put in front of the buffer, and is that buffer right. even doing anything at that point? because yeah. it's, it's so far down the chain. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was really drawn to the, the halberd to just based on, I guess, like John's description of it when he, when he first released it. Cause I think he said it, it sounded reminiscent of a cross between drive like Jehu and Neil Young. Yeah. And it, it, that's what it is. Yeah. It, there's a, it, there's okay. a real, um, it's like you you can push it to a point that it sounds um, I don't know, like in heavy, but not in a big, spiky, fuzzy way. It just sounds right. like literally, literally heavier metals rather than. And I don't mean heavy. This is a terrible. Ex- what am I? <laughs> but well, you are just full of words today. It, I I yeah, I am. It's 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 like a blocky kind of overdrive yeah. into it you know it isn't like yeah. just like more of a clank right. You know? right more of a clank than a fizz <laughs> yeah and that, that's what i like I've, I've always liked that kind yeah. of just that thick kind of yeah think sound. blacksmith not buzzsaw right right yeah see yeah uh tony's yeah. giving me the stink eye like mm. oh, shut up yeah. novak well you know 
we every time we mention John Snyder, yes, we're we supposed do have to, to drink. 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 <laughs> so, drink. Yeah. Hi, John. Uh, now, do you use? Uh, I'm curious with that halberd. Do you tend to run it on the low side or the high side as far as like output? Usually on the low side. I I tend to kind of stack stack my my game. I like having several gain stages uh-huh uh-huh so i and i found the halberd and and my tone machine clone kind of play well together nice and get some really cool sounds out of it yeah that's that that's cool and that halberd does have quite a bit of dynamic tone shaping it, it too. does it does i mean it sounds really good by itself but when you combine it with other pedals it still yeah. does the job yeah uh, so what's uh, number three? Well, it's again, it's just all about gain stacking with me. So I've got a J Rocket Archer Icon. Okay. So the the gold Clon uh, clone. Uh huh. Yeah, and that that one I just use always on. I just uh, yeah I I don't know if the the Klon thing is kind of getting tired or not, but I I just like the way it sounds. I mean, it's only nope. tired if if <laughs> Jared is the clone thing getting tired. No, it is not. I, I have it's one. Good. I have one. <laughs> no, it's uh back. It's, what is, it's you, you woke up and and just start. You started eating the microphone. Go ahead. Yeah. Am I allowed to talk? No. Well, yeah. We just want to make sure we can hear you. Go ahead. Oh my god. So anyway, yeah. It. Uh, I still use it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, and seriously, no. I it's it's not coming off the board. It's yeah. It's one of my favorite pedals, and it's it's not always on because I have mine turned up quite a bit. I really like the overdrive uh, function of it, um, but it's it's a great boost pedal too. If you just need it, a louder clean, yeah. Um, it's got a lot of use. It's just I don't know. I can't tell you the exact magic about it, but it it really. It's the black it's, goo that holds all the pieces together. It Probably. It's it's not it's not the hype around it. It's just the actual great use I get out of it. And that's is it. what I enjoy. I mean, so, it, that's, I'll still use my green my uh, overdrive pedal, my tube screamer as well, you know, it, on a different rig. I I'm still loyal to that just as well. So, uh-huh. There's a few pedals out there that I that I still really enjoy using. And the clone is definitely one of them. And I'm clon clones are obviously they probably serve the same value. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian with yours, uh, you know, you've got the gold. Have you had the silver before previously or. I, I, I tried it out a couple times. Uh huh. I'm not sure what, what really drew me to the icon over the, the, the gold over the silver, but right. Mine, I, I usually run pretty low gain, but it's always on kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think I saw like a Nels Klein rig rundown years and years ago, and he just had one. He had an original Klein on his board, always on. And I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to try that. And with the, the low power amps I have, it just really makes those kind of come alive. I mean, it, it sounds oh, yeah. great through the box. It sounds great through the the Princeton. Nice. It's great for recording. Excellent. What do you got for number four? 
so number number four, I'm I'm going with the the Earthquaker Dispatch Master. righty. So that that covers a lot of ground. You get the you get the delay, you get the reverb in one pedal. Mm-hmm. So can add a little ambiance to to the tone. I figure if I can only have four pedals and three of them are drive pedals, <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I need I need something there to to kind of balance things out. And I, I'm also I've always been a big fan of plate reverb. So the Dispatch Master kind of has that plate vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like it a lot. Killer, man. Well, that sounds like a pretty fun four on the floor. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. All right. Well, uh, one thing that I will say about Brian uh, in, is that he's he's got a lot of interesting things going on. We had a chance to talk on the phone and uh, about... I don't know, half hour into it. I'm like, we should probably do this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was great. Cause we, you know, it was like, that was fun. I was like, Hey, this is really natural. We're getting into a lot of really cool stuff. So, um, Brian, you are, you're living, you're in Indiana, right? Yep. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, how's the music scene and guitar scene in Indy? It's good. It's, it's really good. Uh, Music scene here isn't huge, but it's very dynamic. I, I would say it's thriving. There are some really high, high caliber musicians here. Uh, all it's kinds the next of Athens, topics. Georgia. That's what I heard. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I really love the music scene here. It's it's very tight knit uh, for the most part, and people. People really support each other. Excellent. Now, I, I would venture to guess if you love it that much, you might have have uh, got yourself involved in something. Can you tell us about how you uh, how you did that? Yeah, sure. So um, I moved I moved here to Indianapolis in 2016. Didn't really know a lot of people. Didn't know much about the music scene here. And through meeting different people and I found out about an organization that's been around. It's called Musical Family Tree. And it, God, I think it's about 16 or 17 years old now. But the the mission behind it, it's a nonprofit. And the mission behind it is to basically promote and spread Indiana music. And go, going back to the early days, like Wes Montgomery and going through like Michael Jackson and Babyface and even on to... Um, current current artists. And so uh, I volunteer and serve on the board, Musical Family Tree. And we, we have a music archive on our website and we have a weekly radio show. And so I founded that radio show a couple of years ago and host it once a month. And then we have guest hosts and that kind of fill in the the other shows and it's well, that's all about- where your million dollar voice comes in handy right oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i i really enjoy it it's it's been a lot of fun we we showcase again indiana artists indiana music uh, we do a lot of interviews uh, a lot of coverage all over the state and it's 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 really been fascinating for me just to get 
that exposure to to what's going on and, and we cross a lot of different genres there's uh, indianapolis itself has a great jazz scene and we have a good rock scene we have a good hip-hop scene here hmm. um are you familiar with the indie string theory yeah. music store oh yeah they're, they're great clients of brandon one pickups i just wanted to <laughs> They are. I mean, no, seriously, that's, that's they're, they're great. great guys. They're good yeah. guys. Um, we met them at a guitar show down at the. Yeah, Indy, that's right. Indy's got actually a really great guitar show. They yeah. do. There's a tall fella that goes to that show. I'm gonna miss him because I I don't know that when I'm ever gonna get back to that show. Yeah, I think. Uh, but he's it? he's like seven foot something. He's wow. absolutely super tall. Is his wow. name Lurch? No, um, it's it's a normal name actually. <laughs> But I, I enjoy talking to him because it makes me feel like a child again because he's so – he's enormous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, there's well, that. There you um, so let's see. Something else that you mentioned uh, that I kind of really sparked too because uh, I have three girls of my own. Um, why don't you tell us about this thing uh, – I don't know. It's about girls rocking out or something. Yeah. So uh, I – my original introduction to the Indianapolis music scene was through girls rock Indianapolis. And so girls rock is a local organization. Well, they, it's actually an international organization. They have chapters around the country and around the world and they host uh, girls rock camps in the summertime where girls from elementary school to high school can participate and learn instruments and write form bands and write songs. And it's an incredible organization. Uh, my, my wife was a volunteer when we lived in Austin. And when we moved to Indianapolis, I, we went to one of their showcases and I met a few people there and started talking to them and, they sent out a call for volunteers and they needed, they needed some people for their gear committee. And I'm, I'm a gear nerd and like to tune guitars and set up guitars and stuff like that. So I've, I've been a volunteer with them for the last few years and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I don't really participate during the camp, but uh, I, I get to um, see it as a, you know, from the outside. And how many, how many people, like what's this camp like? Is it like a ton of people? Uh, well, they, they usually have two sessions. They're each a week long. Uh -huh. They usually have about, I'd say about 30, 35 campers per session. And That's cool. so you wind up with you know, six or six or seven bands. They, they all write an original song and perform it at the end of the week at a real club on a real stage with a real PA and nice. Their, their family comes out and gets to cheer them on and they, you know, they, they do makeup and they have moves and it, it's really great. It's a, uh, a lot of it is about empowerment and getting out of your shell and, and things like that. I and mean, it's a really great organization. Great program. Yeah. yeah, it's a really great program. They have them that I imagine they have it in Columbus. I'll have to look that up. Hmm. Yeah, because we got a girl lead singer, so make that Very happen. Cool. Maybe we can. I'd like that. That'd be kind of cool to get involved with in some in some. Manner. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had several friends who whose daughters have gone through it and had a great time. And awesome. One, one of 
Yeah, my, my friend's daughter went went through the one in Austin, and I think she did it three times or something and played a different instrument every year. That's oh, cool. cool. That's really cool, man. So yeah. how, how did you – what what got you into the whole guitar thing in the first place? Um, wow. Well, so I, I started pretty young. I was – I started playing the violin when I was a little kid. I was <laughs> Me too. Fourth, fourth grade, and I was in orchestra for a couple of years. And I wanted to switch uh, from orchestra to debate for some reason. And I couldn't do both at my middle school. So my my dad wanted me to continue music. He wasn't very musical, but uh, he wanted me to keep playing music. So he was, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy you a guitar so that you can keep doing music. Because I, I loved music. I, I would listen to music all the time and pull out my, my mom's records and, and stuff. And so, um, yeah, so my dad bought me that guitar and started some guitar lessons and things like that. And never put it down I what think. kind but was it i i still have it it's a, a yamaha eterna it's kind of like their budget dreadnought acoustic cool um, that is cool yeah early or mid 80s um nothing special i mean it's held up it's it's beat to death i mean as as long as the action's still playable today yeah. you're he won your dad yeah. won i mean it's a yeah. great buy yeah. yeah, it's it's still playable. Well, he he had a bit of an in his uh he my dad my dad was an accountant and one of his clients was the the music store in my hometown. Oh cool. That's so, handy. Yeah, that that was handy. That was handy also as I I got a little older and started playing in bands and stuff like that. So what was your first like when you felt like okay, now I've got a real guitar? Uh, that was the the first real guitar I got was a uh, this is funny it's a it was a Kramer Striker <laughs> that's okay. cool I, mm-hmm. that I bought at a pawn shop uh, I was probably about I want to say thirteen maybe uh, Eddie Van Halen. Sure. I, I do. He played Kramer's, and I saw a Kramer, and I scraped some money together, and went and bought it. And that that's a. I mean, that's perfect guitar for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I I've never been able to play like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> well, few can, so you don't <laughs> feel <true>. too bad. <laughs> I know. That's that's know. that's that's rad. So um, yeah. you got into the Striker, and you started getting some some bands I imagine and, mm-hmm. and playing out and just practicing and stuff. Um, as you were developing, I'm always curious to hear where, like, obviously you progressed, but yeah. I'm curious to know, it, was there anything particular that you struggled with? One of the reasons I asked that is because we do have a lot of, of people who are learning, you know, early on or early stages, or maybe you've been stuck on the same thing for ages uh, so was there anything that you particularly had a hard time with? Uh, early on, I, I think it was just 
really just learning how to how to listen to other people. Mm. And I, I think that's a mistake some people make. It's just trying, especially if if you're getting into a band, right? Yeah, you know, kind of finding your place in the band and and where you where you sit. I mean, as far as skills go, I mean, you can just you tend to develop those over time. I mean, you, you do have to practice. I, I'm not a virtuoso by any means, but I, I I really like learning from other people too. So it's like, how how did you do that? Or, or let me deconstruct that. Or mm-hmm. I think I think it, it's it's a lot different nowadays than than it was. You know, when I started learning back in the 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 eighties, right? Because yeah. we had Yeah. You know, I mean I I had a couple of guitar books early on. Mel Bay. <laughs> Mel Bay and such oh, that yes. were, you know, but those were those were printed in the sixties. Yeah. So well, us did learn to play in the eighties. Oh, yeah. We probably learned in the sixties. Yeah. But uh you know, now with, with things like YouTube and, you know, the guitar websites and all the the online lessons you can take. And, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, though, just to never stop learning, right? I, yeah. I, I still take guitar lessons. I've taken guitar lessons recently. That's cool. Just, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I re- I also remember, you know, trading licks with your friends. You get oh, together, yeah. and uh, before internet and all that, you would, you know, go hang. Hey, you play? I heard you play guitar. Like, yeah, man, I, I did. Like, let's jam sometime. And jam meant like teach each other the licks, you know. And right. Yeah. That was a lot of that was that's a retrospect. It was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, and that's how I really, really kind of learned. I think is we would show each other songs or, and there was a time when I was in high school, like I had a band and then some friends of mine had another band and we would show each other songs and try not to play the same song. If we were playing the same gig together. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you fast forward from where, from learning and just kind of knocking it out and everything to your, your, present situation you are involved in multiple things in music you uh, are you chose to support our show um you're all up and buying getting new gear and your your gear how did how did the gear bug bite you i mean the the gear bug kind of started with my my friend i was talking about the the four on the floor i mean prior to that i i really really didn't know that much. I, I always kind of wanted to, but I, I grew up in, in Shreveport, Louisiana. I mean, it's, it's a mid-sized couple hundred thousand people, but uh, at the time, I mean, there wasn't a lot of outside influence. You know, mo- a lot of us played like PV gear because it was the South and it was affordable and it was accessible and, you know, you could, and so, um, I just started getting exposed to things and I, I got exposed to, to his gear. And then shortly after that, I moved to, I moved to Austin and that really kind of opened my eyes having vintage guitar shops I could go to whenever I wanted. And there would be, 
shops that that popped up that sold. You know, there there was a shop in Austin for a while that just sold pedals, basically, you know, and things like that, and just having that access. And you know, I, I over time I, I got more interested in in the gear side and pedals, and I've I've bought and sold guitars, and I've built a few, and I've not not doing the woodworking, but specking out all the parts and things. And I built a couple of pedals and I've modded pedals and, um, and just kind of over, over the years, I've just kind of collected all these different ideas of, of and sounds in my head and mm-hmm. kind of always chasing that. And then diff- are you find yourself getting more into like the, the pedal repair and building and, you know, DIYing and stuff or, or is that just sort of at a constant hum? That's that's kind of a constant hum. Um, you know, I, I've thought about maybe dipping my toe in the the pedal world, but at the same time, it's just it's I I appreciate I I, I found a, a deeper appreciation for it. I think. Yeah, it, as soon as as soon as you try to start doing that, you're like, okay, yeah. wow, I, re- <laughs> I have yeah. sorely underestimated everybody who's actually put stuff out. Yes. Right, right, and and you know, it's like, do I want to make that a job or something? Right, it's like, yeah, I'm not not so sure about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. Uh, now, are you particularly? It seems like you like drive pedals and stuff. Um, are you particularly excited about anything new that's coming out that you don't have your hands on? Hmm. I'm not I'm trying to think. I. I mean the the new thing they they just announced is the the new DL4. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, kind of interested in that. So that for Just, those that don't know, that's the Line Six DL4, or, or right. and um, it's you've probably seen it on Craigslist, the big green machine. Yeah. Uh, and for a long time, people were like, "I can't believe they haven't updated this," or "Man, it's so popular," and they just did. Yeah. Did, did you have an original DL4 at any time? I didn't, but I, I knew people that did, and there were bands that I followed that did. And yeah. I, always liked the the capabilities of it and i failed to mention that that is that was one of the early sort of like mega delay machines where oh, it's, yeah. like, it's just you know it's sort of like before strymon came, right. <laughs> kind yeah. of came along it was like there was the dl4 yeah. there was the dl4 yeah, yeah. i yeah I've, I've always been a big delay fan i mean going back i i've always had a delay pedal or two on my board and I've played in in bands in the past that are just shoegaze type stuff and, and that just relied on that, right? So, yep, yep, stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. Yeah, hence the pushing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, are you? Do you think you're gonna try to get one of those and play it? Or I'm not sure. I, I I'm curious about it. I yeah. I kind of have. I kind of have that that sound right now, right? Or that versatility. I, you have to wonder: Did Bosco? Oh, hey, these guys are working on this stuff. We need to put out the echo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you wonder. It, yeah, 
I mean, it's been interesting to kind of see that that cycle, though, that a lot of the pedal companies have been in recently where they're either reissuing old products or issuing new versions of, of older products. And, you know, with the, I mean, Boss has been doing it with the Wazacraft stuff. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, and then just with all the, Gibson Maestro pedals and you know, where they're just making things more accessible. Yeah. Indeed. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a killer time to be a guitar player right now. I mean, there's so much available to you. So much. And so many, uh, still, I constantly, Hey, have you got this guy? Have you talked to these people? Have you got, it's like, I love getting that stuff from yeah. all of you listeners. I really, really do. It's super helpful. Um, and I do look into all of them. If I'm not aware of it, I make myself aware of it mm. immediately yeah. as, as much as I can. And, you know, well, not everybody wants, you know, feels like that they can come on the show. It's, I'm, I'm always surprised by that uh, because if, if you're doing it, if you're making stuff and there's some interest I think a lot of people feel like they they kind of have almost um I don't want to say it's not quite imposter syndrome but they don't feel like they've established themselves enough to 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 be in the same group and, I, and that's right. everybody starts somewhere everybody and, does and, I, and so like you know I don't know well, I mean, I that that's one of the reasons I support the show. I mean, I've I've been listening to the podcast for a really long time and it's exposed me to so many so many products and so many different sounds. I mean, I, I have several pedals that I've purchased as a result of hearing interviews or just hearing about them on on the show. Awesome. And and it it's it's been great for me and Especially over the the last couple of years, not being able to perform, it's I've I, I kind of go through these. I've always gone through these cycles where I'll you you get too busy performing and things, and you just kind of put put the brakes on on changing things and, and buying things, and then uh, yeah. you get a little bit of a lull and. You go through. Oh, I gotta redo my my whole board, or, or get a whole bunch of new gear, or you or like you that. completely change your your amp sound. Yeah, yeah, you change your amp sound. I, I've done so. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I have done so much of that the last two years. I yeah. Mean, it, well, it's fun. We it love is this so stuff. much fun, and it's reversible. Yeah, I, I, it is reversible. Yeah, yeah. I but I, I've built a couple of guitars. I've I had my amp. Uh, totally rewired <laughs> wow so what uh, kind of guitars did you build so one of them is a, a jazz blaster okay oh, yeah. so i actually through indie string theory and I, I found out about a builder here in indiana in muncie who goes uh by parts caster concierge yeah mm -hmm. And he builds guitar bodies and he does it by spec. So reached out to him. I kind of had this, this idea for a, a jazz master, but I wanted it to kind of be a little bit like a, 
kind of a Travis Bean kind of kind of vibe. So um, he he did a really killer job on it. He he built the body for me. It's it's a piece of rainbow poplar. Hmm. So it was apparently struck by lightning. So he did an epoxy resin kind of pour on on the parts that had that had burned out. And uh, it's got these kind of lightning streaks in the wood. Oh, that sounds cool. Then he did a, a partial German carve on part of it. So it's it's really unique. And um, I kind of did it as an homage to, to Lee Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy of mine had the, the coveted Lee Ronaldo jazz master. I was playing in a band with him in Austin. And I really love that guitar. And you, you can't. You can't get those anymore. I mean, they're just they're just astronomically expensive for what they are, and they're they're really hard to find. And I, I've always like wide range humbuckers, so I. Oh, that's right. So I, hit the the because they also did the Thurston Moore. Yeah, model they did the too. Thurston. So, so yeah. So the Lee Ronaldo has the two wide ranges. Yeah, he has the two wide ranges. Okay, that. that was his thing. He would always put wide ranges in his Jazzmasters. So. So and I have a I have a Jay Mascus Jazzmaster that has the Duncan antiquity pickups that Thurston Moore puts in his. So oh, okay. kind of, but um you, so, got, yeah. you got so, the Sonic Youths covered. So yeah. I got the Sonic Youth covered, yeah. So <laughs> and big shout out to uh Partscaster concierge. Oh yeah, uh, Gary Cooper was Gary uh, Cooper is, supported yeah. us for a long time and uh, yeah. actually donated uh, a bunch of uh, hoodies and stuff that we were we gave away to our patrons. So we love that stuff. Very P.S. Cool. If you have stuff that you want to get in the hands of our listeners, uh, please let us know. Yeah. So that sounds yeah. good. So that's all. I mean, I enjoy doing that too. I've got a. I always have a, a project or two in the in the works, whether yeah. for builds and things. And I'm not a you know a great builder by any stretch, but I, there are some things that I like to experiment with, and I do. And most of the time, right. they work out okay. But sometimes they don't. Yeah. Well, you yeah. you made a bathtub out of soap, which is really weird. Well, the beauty of that <laughs> is you don't need additional soap. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, well, Brian, um, it's always fun to learn about the people that are around us, learning about our neighbors and the supporters <laughs> and people that are active in the community and people that comment on our posts and say, oh, that's awesome and cool. I love that. Or why don't you do this? You know, um, it's it's nice to have those interactions digitally. But when you get to sit down and talk with somebody about something you're passionate about as well. Um, it's, it's always, I love that and it's rewarding, but, uh, right now I would like to say you have the floor. If you would like to, uh, share anything with the guitar world, uh, who is listening right now. Music has been a really, really important part of my life for as long as I can remember. I mean, and the, the reason that, that I am active in, girls rock indie and, and musical family tree and such is just to share the the joy that I get out of, out of music, out of listening to it and performing it and collecting gear and, and learning about gear and things. It's just, it, 
it helps me as a person. And I think, I think it's great what, what you, you're doing with your show, with what the, the builders that you showcase are doing with the show and, and, and everybody else that, that has stories to tell about it. I mean, music is, is one of those things that to me is, is universal. It, it lifts you up when you're, you're down. It, it's a way of mellowing, mellowing you out when you're, when you get a little uptight and, um, it's just a great kind of equalizer, I think, yeah. especially, uh, through the crazy times we've had the last, last few years. For sure. Well, uh, thank you for sharing all of your thoughts and hopes and dreams and wishes and everything <laughs> like that. And sure. more importantly, thanks yeah. for supporting the podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. That's right. Uh, for sure. You're so welcome. All right. Uh, we're going to transition. We're going to, we're going to grab the keys off of the, uh, the little, um, I got to get gas in the El Camino, the, the, the little Marshall key holder with the plugs <laughs> thing, yeah. you know, that, that you can get out there. Yeah. We're going to grab the keys from that, uh, and uh, hop in the El Camino and buzz on over by Jared's house, and uh, we're gonna stick. Brian, you get to ride in the back this time. I'm riding. I'm riding shotgun. Gotcha. <laughs> Jared. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the time of the show where we get to little play a little game. It's called Would You Rather? This week's Would You Rather. Is from Petal Haven. Petal Haven. Petal Haven. Petal Haven. Petal Haven. A haven Petal of pedals. Petal Haven. Go ahead. So your rig breaks. Ten minutes. Wait, Ten what? Minutes. You just your rig like you were breaks. choking on that first line there. What was that again? Your rig. Your, your equipment. Your, your guitar that you rig used breaks. To play music. Okay, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. It breaks. Ten minutes before a show. Now your arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Who happens to run a gear shop says, Hey, I'll loan you whatever you need on one condition because I'm your arch nemesis. <laughs> you get to either pick out the pedals on your pedal board or your amp. So they they get to act I read that wrong, I apologize. They get to pick out the pedals on your pedal board or your amp. So the condition is you can use their a guitar or whatever or whatever, but they get to choose, you know, either what yeah. pedals you use or what amps you use. Okay. It's it confused me at first when I read it. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but they absolutely just, not. No, that was clear right? as yeah. an unmoodied lake. So it's your your trust you, you have to you know, put up with your arch nemesis choosing whatever for you, and who knows. So, what so they're either going to choose in. your pedal board or your amp. Yeah, yeah. So and, okay, and they're they're mean, right? They're they're your they're mean nemesis. because you don't get along. Mm. So they could really That's why your nemesis they could really could, screw you over. They could either way. So what are you going to chance? Your effects or your amp? <sighs> The age-old question. Well, I know what Tony's going to say, but say it anyways, Tanya. I'm going to let them choose my amp. Aha. Really? Yeah. I like that idea. 
Because I think if you got, you know, your guitar and maybe some pedals that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. you can dial in into almost anything. I mean, it would have to be a really horrible amplifier uh, that, 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 that you couldn't get at least some kind of tone out of it, I would think. Like those little tiny gorilla amps? Ooh, that would be bad. I hadn't thought about it. It could be, it could be that bad. <laughs> yeah, it could be that bad. But uh, in the worst case scenario... Uh, Let's assume that this guy only has playable... Playable, yeah, stuff. yeah. Gig stuff. Yeah, I'll let him choose the amp. And, you know, if it's a PV Rage 158, so be it. I can work with that. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Jared, about yourself? Well, I think I'm going to say the same. I'll I'll do the amp. Um, hopefully, he won't give me one of those cigarette box amps. Mm, those are bad. No, too. this is, remember, um, it's playable. He's only got, he's only got gigable equipment. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's kind of tough. I mean, if you got a good amp and it's got reverb and, you know, overdrive on the amp, you're, you can get away with no pedals, but gosh, that is kind of difficult. I would, oh, dang it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind and leave Tony Island. And I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go pedals. Really? Give me whatever he pedals he wants us. Well, if I get to choose the amp, right. Yeah. It's going to, I'm going to make sure I choose the amp. That is all I really need for the show. So I don't have to rely on the pedals. I love my pedals. Like I, I truly love pedals. But I could, I could get away with not using. Why don't you marry them? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here, Brian Robinson. What are you going to choose? I, I'm gonna. I'm with Tony on this one. I, I've actually been in this situation. Not, not with the nemesis part. Oh. <laughs> that that you know I, of. That I know of. Uh, <laughs> I. I, I did show up for a gig one time and they they're like, oh yeah, the back line's there. And the amp they had for, for me was a, a Roland keyboard amp. Oh, oh no. Yeah, you know, the no. fifteen and the oh, horn. Oh, KB fifteen. Yep. So I made it I made it work. I made it work. Oh boy. Well What about you, Todd? Uh I I um, I feel like I gotta do the amp too. Okay. Um, because I think I'd be more picky about, uh, I could shape whatever scenario if I was, if I had my pedals sorted out. Yeah. Fairly certain of that. So it's Jared yeah. Island. I might have to switch out to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I made it so I don't have to worry about the pedals. Yes, that is true. That is true. All right. Well, that was a really great one. And, uh, Jared, who did that come from one more time? Pedal Haven. Pedal Haven, thank you so much for sending that in to us. We truly appreciate it. We got to say thank you to a few people here. Yes, we do, Todd. Anthony. Do it. Yes, we do. Do you want to hear how it's done? I do. Okay. Oh, please. What, what, is, what does the roll of the finger mean? Speed the things roll up. of the finger is the touch things with oh, oh <laughs> well played oh. okay well played you know todd at this point of the show there's a special group of people that we love to thank who are they they're our executive producers <laughs> now you might be asking yourself what is this executive producer stuff and maybe you're saying hmm 
Should I become one? Yes. How do I become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out the two levels in which you can participate. Become a supporter, a patron of this very podcast. I believe it's pronounced supportier. Supportier. It's very I like it. Very front. When you sign up, there's some great things, great bevy of thank you gifts, all kinds of stuff, things that you wouldn't even imagine. But there's one more thing. What is that, Jared? Get to have your name read on the thing. Name read on the thing. That's what I'm going to do now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars. Vader and Pedals. Drew Lopez, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Alad Mizrahi, Jason Rausch, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly. Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Sanchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, John Anglin, Tom Brazen, John Sluhan, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> David Poe, Don Kloss. Gregory Randall and Brett Hogarth. Thank you. 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 Wait, I love you. a cotton picking minute there. <laughs> Every time I do this, you have to interrupt. I'm sorry. Don't you? I'm sorry. You just you can't contain yourself. I'm sorry. Because there's a second level of executive producer. We call them our grand poobas. They That's are. Right. They have a, a special fez that they must wear. They place it upon their heads. Because it's the law. It is. That's right. So they get all the great stuff. They even get a little flashlight. They have a lot more than Tell that. Tell about the flashlight. A whole bunch more than that. That's all a Copper Sound pedal board flashlight. Flashes lights. Those things are fantastic. I love them. I love mine. I use it all the time. When I yeah. drop my keys or I can't. I drop a screw and I can't find it, get out the flashlight. That's right. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Higareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys. Science of Sound, Jonathan Jerusik, also known as 12th Hour Devices, mm. Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. 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 Eddie Serratos, and Brian Robinson. There you are. Hey everybody, thank you so much for supporting the show. It does truly mean an awful lot to us. And absolutely. Um, it's uh 
it keeps us going in many ways. So thank you, you get to thank you, thank be you. on the show if you're a grand poobah. It's amazing. It, well, it is amazing. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I hope you enjoyed yourself, Brian. I, I, I have. It, it's been it's been an honor. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. The thanks goes to you. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where so Brian, it, can people find anything that you're doing out there in the world that you'd like to share with them? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're interested in Musical Family Tree, you can go to musicalfamilytree.org. Uh, you can also find the radio show. Probably the easiest place is on Instagram or Facebook. It's MFT on WQRT. The All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and Tony, how about yourself? Just head over to pickguardian.com. Check out a couple of the things that I offer. All right. You can buy them there. You can. But mostly I do custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you want, what you need, what you, you really, really want. You know what I think a lot of people would want is that stuff that uh, Chase just got from you. Oh yes, the celluloid acetate. Yes, and it's it's mm. it looks like Dalmatian, except it's not it's not made from Dalmatians. No, it's made from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, it does look like that. No, so that yeah, that's the that's the Dalmatian or leopard tortoise, however you want it. Like yeah, but it's white and black. Think, it looks yeah. awesome. So I uh, interestingly, I get that material from a company in Austin, Texas. Uh, they cast uh, this you know celluloid acetate, which is used like for people for eyeglasses that's like yeah. that's the most common mm -hmm. use for it now and uh it's it's really cool material they have a couple of different uh patterns and things and uh so i bring some of that in i uh chase needed some material uh from gullet guitars so i i combined that into my order so but yeah there's all kinds of fun stuff and i'm always on the look for new materials and and different things like that so as i have them i post them onto you know website and, and and Instagram and things like that. Killer, killer. Jared? You can find me on Instagram, jared.allen.brandon. Allen is my middle name, and I changed it because other people were making so fun of so the name. So you're Jared Allen or, Brandon? That's the, the name? The pickupwinder.com guy. But that's gone. He's not doing gov. that anymore. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Jared Allen Brandon. Yeah, Dots Jared dot Allen dot Brandon. Jared dot Allen dot Brandon. Yeah, you don't spell out dot. There's just a dot there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should uh, spell it out. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> well, uh, so you went from something that was complicated to something that was complicated. Well done. Um, Thank you. We'll, Less we'll keep working on that. Less Somebody letters. already we'll has keep, Jared dot Brandon. We'll keep working on that. SOBs. No, uh, we're good. Uh, no, That's where it's going to land it right can there. Evolve. We'll evolve it. Anybody need want to get a hold of me? Jared dot Allen dot Brandon. Okay. <laughs> you can shoot me an email, Todd at the guitar .com, or send a DM on Instagram at guitar knobs. And if you're interested, head on up to the link tree in our uh, Instagram feed there, and you can join the the Discord group. Uh, Discord or Datcord? This both chords. Um, so yeah, that's a recent addition, and I think people are digging it. They're up in there in the Discords. It. Are you on that? Yeah, I'm on it. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I'm kind of staying out of it just because I, I, I kind of want everybody to just be able to do their thing. I don't need to be all up in that. No. 
All right. I also want to give a shout out to our my band, The Valentinos. You can go Ooh. listen to us on on uh, Spotify and uh, everywhere else that you can get digital music. The Valentinos. Uh, so you will enjoy that. I highly suspect. Anyways, all right. Thank you so much to Brian Robison for yes. joining us tonight. It was a pleasure having you, and it's an honor having you as a supporter. Thanks so much, y'all. You are welcome. Love it. Everybody have a fantastic guitar week. And what do we do here? Uh, what do we ask our people? Subscribe. All right. That'll yeah. work. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Sean and I just did a little fun video thing. I don't care. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Todd Novak. What? Todd. Novak? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I read that. I can't even say my own it's name. Todd okay. Novak. Okay. <laughs> There's Tony. He hasn't been on in a microphone mind, in like two weeks, so he's... My get it all out, Tony. <laughs> Why are my fingers so cold? I don't know. Hey, how'd I do on the uh, on the thing? On what thing? The thing that you do that you take forever to do. You suck. I know. You do it better. <laughs> I, You're an I amateur. I freely acknowledge You're that. You're an amateur. Come I on. Am. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. Yeah, I don't think he's Irish. No. Are you Irish? Warming up. Warming up. <laughs> I think Mr. Robison has a the best radio voice on this podcast. I'll just, I'll just stay back here from now on. How's that sound? No. Is yeah, that I've got you, you managed. Uh, is, got, that, is, that, is that better oh. for you? Red rubber baby buggy bumpers. Red rubber baby buggy bumpers. Red rubber baby buggy bumpers. Why? I hit the wrong thing, I think. That's why I can't control it. What do you mean you hit the wrong thing? I'm serious. I I can't. It's too. It's too. It's well. It's not. Ooh. Brian Robinson in the million dollar voice. <laughs> what do we, what do we do on this here? There, Brian. Subscribe. Oh, Jared. <laughs> or Jared. <laughs> you still want to do this, Brian? <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.